It's, it's my foundation. It's my faith. It's my work ethic. It's my drive. It's everything that I've tried to build for myself that has made me who I am. Okay, so I want to start out by saying like we decided to do this podcast because I had a question someone asked me about our marriage and I was like, oh, that'd be cool to see like what people think, you know, especially since you have uh, like a disease and people were interested on like in what I feel and what we do as a couple to get through that kind of stuff. Yeah, and people probably have a lot of assumptions of what it's like and what it's not like. (laughs) People probably have no idea, so. Okay, so the first one I got that made me want to, like, talk to you about this stuff is um, for someone like you, like, Mary, or, wait, no, that's for me. Um, Bueller. I know, I just delete. Uh, did it delete? Oh, gosh. <laughs> Come on. You're killing me, Smalls. So basically the question was, how do I deal with what you have? You know, and it's something we talked about before, so it's not, the answer is not going to shock you. Yeah. Because you know how I feel. Many times I have broken down asking you are you sure you want to deal with all of this whenever i'm going through something and i respect your answer because it's honest and it better be true no it's 100 percent true because i i just don't see the reason why you know someone can just walk away from that that's selfish you know what i mean um, I do believe there's times you can be selfish, but in that mo- like in that kind of stuff, like it's just not, it's not something to be selfish with because you also didn't ask for this. No, I did not. You know, because I didn't wish it on anyone either. Right, and I've been asked, uh, "Oh man, that sucks. Like, how do you deal with it?" And I'm like, "Why do you care about me?" You know what I'm saying? Like, how does she deal? You know, she didn't ask for this. You know, when we started dating, you didn't have, you weren't going through this stuff. No, I wasn't. You know what I mean? Which I think was a blessing because who knows what would have, you know. Yeah, I honestly, I've always thought it would have spooked you if I was going through this early on. Yeah, I I couldn't even tell you. I don't don't, know if it would have or not because I feel like our relationship has always been really strong. Um, I just think this brought us even closer together in a way that, we weren't expecting and we didn't necessarily want but i mean here's the thing i've had epilepsy since i was born mm-hmm. i didn't show symptoms until i was 18 i stopped taking medication when i was 20 and i went four three or four years without anything going wrong and then suddenly i was you know spilling coffee on myself at work and i dropped a mug of coffee on my lap in front of you and paula my sister and it just kind of you know you had to see it but you didn't go with me to my first doctor's appointment you weren't there that very first trip to you pen where penny you know she drove me up there first thing in the morning and I was having seizures all over the place. I was stopping at trash cans so I could drool in them and throw away tissues. And it was just, I was just overwhelmed. And my doctor got to see it right away. It was the first time I met her and she got to see me have seizures. And the first thing she said was, this is textbook epilepsy. You have epilepsy. And those three words changed my life. Like I will tell people that day in and day out. People get sick of me talking about it. I get sick of having it. That's just a fact. Right, definitely. Um, And I think that you kind of expected it when my mom kind of, you know, talked about the seizure thing and Paula talked about it. And it was talked about in my house, you know, when we made the appointment for me to go to UPenn to see a neurologist, you know, she had some issues in the past and they were seizures, but they really, they diagnosed me with a seizure disorder, but they weren't really calling them seizures back then. They didn't know what they were. And, um, this time it was you know this was real and this was 
changing. And then it was a matter of, okay, like, let's play the medicine game and like, let's figure out what works. Then you find out, you know, you started coming to appointments and you started learning more and more and more. And then here you come to find out that I am drug resistant. Drugs won't work for me. So we keep going and we keep going and you keep going to all these appointments with me and getting up in the morning and driving me because all of a sudden my seizures change and suddenly I'm on a floor and I wake up and I'm going into an ambulance and it's it was terrifying back then and it happened the year we were getting married so it was stressful the first one I didn't let it keep me down I was like whatever I didn't even go to the hospital I was like Mm -hmm. I wasn't a seizure I don't believe you right the second one well the hospital definitely confirmed that and then you know we ended up I had a good rest of the year we got married we went on a honeymoon and then I had another one where I ended up in an ambulance and that's when things really changed for me and you know that because that was when they finally took my driver's license away that was when I went into the deepest depression I've ever been in in my life that's when I had so much anxiety I never left the couch And you were the one that had to come home to me every day. You were the one that had to deal with it. Mm -hmm. And you were the one that had to comfort me and make sure I was okay. I wasn't in the comfort of mom and dad's house, you know, like I was there while you worked and then that was it. And I was, it was, it was hard, you know, it sucked, but you didn't sign. And I say this all the time. You didn't sign up for this, Mm -hmm. but I didn't either. Right. So if you were to leave me, I'd probably... If you left me over this, I've always said, I would hate you, Mm -hmm. but I wouldn't blame you because it's hard enough for me. I can't imagine being the person sitting next to me taking care of me. And I don't know how I would take care of you. If you had to go through this, I'd be terrified, but I would never be able to leave you. I just know that. So I feel like that's how strong our relationship is where I feel like neither of us would ever make that choice. Mm -hmm. So I haven't really questioned it, but I knew that if it came to that, I would hate you, but I would be okay with you. I just, it would suck. And the thing with me is like the fact that someone can even wonder that question, like, like how do I deal with it? Or how do... um, or, I mean, no one's never asked me this, but, like, how do I, like, stay with you through this kind of stuff? You know what I mean? Um, I think I've been prepared for something like this my whole life. You know, um, I was raised by parents who, like, taught me to do everything myself. You know what I mean? Like, they didn't do a lot for, I mean, not, I'm not going to say it like that. That sounds bad. I know what you mean. You know Your what parents I mean? did a lot for you. Yeah, they, they did, did a lot for me, but they don't do things for you. For me. I know what you're trying to say. You know say. what I'm saying? Like, I know what you're trying to say. If I can't do something, they're like, nope, figure it out. You can learn how to do it they're yourself. They're not just going to say, oh, let me do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I was doing my own laundry at a very young age. I was cooking my own food at a very young age. All that kind of stuff. It was always fend for yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? All that kind of stuff. And then I learned how to take care of myself. So then that way, no one had to take care of anyone for me. And my mom is someone who is the most selfless person ever. I can never think of. You know what I mean? Constantly um, doing for other people. She constantly, That's all that's she does. That's all she wants to do. It makes her happy. It really does. You know, and that's really all she does. And, um, you know, and I think uh, I think I have a lot of that. You do. Because, yeah, I want to do a lot for myself. But then I also know, I, but, but doing things for myself, I want to get to a place where I can do more for other people. Yeah. You know? Not just for us, but for everyone. Like I had a, I had a time where a dude hit me up that I haven't talked to in a long time. And then all of a sudden he was telling me this story about how he just got fired and his wife got fired and they just got a new apartment and his rent was due and he couldn't afford it because he hasn't started his new job yet and all this other stuff. And in my head, I was like, yo, I want to pay his month, this month's rent so at least he can get through. I even looked at our account and I was like, yo, is there any way I can I do that? I don't know that I would have been okay with that. But, you know, but it, like I even... <laughs> 
And I never in a million years thought that thought would be in my mind. No. I'm, to even do that. That was the first thing I thought of when he told me that. I looked in my bank account. I was like, shit. I was like, we need every cent. We do. So I was like, ah, man. I was like, man, I really wish I could do something, you know. And I just I feel bad because I couldn't. And I've always wanted to be in a place in my life where I can do that for I other agree people. With you. you know what I mean? And but getting it back to you is just like um, I was never scared. I still I'm still not scared. Yeah. You know, like even um, going through all those things, like I just know I have a comfort in my heart that everything's gonna be okay no matter what we go through. Yeah, it's hard, but it's building our relationship it's building our marriage and you know it's bringing us closer together because we're going through these things together yeah you know and that's what people don't get sometimes i like to think about what our life would be like if i didn't have this like what what would we do you know every other friday and Mm -hmm. like for all those months of appointments and what would i do if i didn't take 17 pills a day and you know, would we be back at our old days with your first job at any time and being out on our date night would be the grocery store and lifting? Like, would that be, <clears throat> would that be our thing? Like, I just always like to think back, but I know you always tell me, don't think about the person you were, think about the person you are and who you want to become. Yeah. So I try really hard to do that, but I do, I mean, I find myself thinking about it a lot. Like, what would our life be like if I didn't have this? But if I didn't have this, I wouldn't be my. I wouldn't be me. Like mm-hmm. there's so much that I've gained from this. There's so much that you've gained from this. Yeah. I mean, in all honesty, your compassion has grown tremendously. Not that you weren't compassionate. I'm just saying, you have this ability to. I don't know, just comfort me and make me feel safe no matter what the situation. And to be able to pick me up out of my office chair and lay me in bed so that I can have a seizure and just hold me and pray over me and talk to me. I don't have anyone else in my life that could physically or emotionally do that. My parents would be afraid. Yeah. And they couldn't lift me. (laughs) Yeah. And, um... My sisters would try and pick me up, but I've seen Penny in action, and she just sat there. She didn't know what to do. She mm-hmm. was, and I ended up giving her an anxiety attack. Basically, she had um, PTSD. She suffered from PTSD from witnessing me have a seizure. It was yeah. that bad for her, and I would never want that for anybody else. And you don't, at least you don't vocalize it. You don't show that fear. That other people do when people have seizures. No, and I, and I it think is that's scary. yeah, because it's not about me in that time. Yeah, and that's what people have to understand is you got to put my fear aside and everything. Like, um, I'm I'm won't go into too much detail because I know you hate me talking about it. But we had a big fight, the biggest fight we've probably ever had, and you went into a seizure, and um. I put everything aside, all that like thing, you know, stuff I was mad at and all that kind of stuff. Like none of that mattered anymore. It was about getting you to that, to come back and be in that right place. You know what I mean? And that's what people have to understand when you care for someone and you're in a marriage and, you know, uh, if you can't do that for someone, you shouldn't be married. Yeah. You shouldn't be. I was looking at um an article yesterday, this woman uh, I mean, it was an old article, but she divorced her husband. They've been married 22 years. She divorced her husband because he voted for Trump. Oh, dear God. I was like, bro, if you haven't talked politics for that 22 years, what kind of marriage are you? If you didn't know what he was going to do, I are mean, you serious? You and I talk about, well, everything for the most part. Right. Except you know right now for the until I can get my anxiety really under control these days, you know not to tell me things, even though I hate it after the fact, you know not to tell me things that will worry me or scare me because you know that I take on that burden for myself and you're trying to get me away from that. And I'm trying to work on that internally. I really am. So I appreciate that. But 
so many older people, people who've been married for, oh, I've been married for 25 years and you'll see, you'll see, wait till you have kids, you'll see. The stuff that I've been through just by myself and then with you, our first year of marriage, like what honeymoon phase were they talking about? I'm still waiting for it. (laughs) I mean, we live it as far as like how we feel for each other. Yeah. But the struggle did not just vanish. Like we weren't those people who were just like, oh, first big house and first healthy little puppy. No, we have handicap ramp home and we have the puppy that almost died in a week. And then we had seizures and doctor's appointments and two hospital stays and just countless everything and all our money going to medication and things like that and it's just like good lord could we get a break for like a second but people say all the time that they think they know better because they've been married longer and i just i disagree i disagree with that too i disagree with that statement 100 percent. i think Mm -hmm. it depends on the person some people it'll take them 22 to 25 years to really know a person for me we're learning stuff about each other all the time but generally, we both tell the same stories over and over. So really, we're not learning anything new. And also, I just, there's something to be said about a relationship that goes through the stuff that we've been through. It's yeah. it's a lot different. It's a lot harder. It's a lot, I don't want to say that everybody doesn't go through stuff. Because they do. Everybody no, does. does. Right. Yeah. But... It's how you get through it, though. Yes, like the, and like it's how you're tests, there for each other. Right, the tests that we've had to endure and go through together. You know, um, we never tried to deal with it on our own. We always were together yeah. to deal with it. You and know what I mean? And I've told you this before. Like, when we started dating, I, if I was, if I was going through this and I told you and you weren't scared... I still would not want you taking me to my doctor's appointments and stuff. Yeah. I would be like, yeah, I want to go by myself because mm-hmm. back then I could drive. And like, right. I was so independent when I met you. Like, I yeah. wanted, I just didn't want anyone to help me with anything. And now I have this fear that I'm like too dependent and I am I'm trying to work on it, but I've gotten used to the comfort of someone being there to take care of me and i sometimes take advantage of it but other times i'm like no heather you have to get up and do these things because he's at work and you know even though i just finished working all day technically like i'm home so Mm -hmm. i should be doing this for you like i don't know there's just so much that i want to do for you because you do so much for me and some of it comes out of guilt Because I do feel like there are times when I can't argue with you or ask you for anything because I feel like what you do for me, you're already, you're already past that limit of me asking for favors. Right. And I feel guilty and I never, I know that's probably not healthy in the long run um, because I can't be afraid to fight with you just because you do things for me because you willingly do them i can't be and, that, and i do i do it a little bit different because i think about okay i choose to not do everything for you yeah because i want you to figure out how to do it yourself yeah you know like that that's the way i grew up you know what i mean yeah you grew up different well <laughs> and still different. Uh, hey Listen, my parents are much older. I mean, my parents are grandparents. Right. Yeah. 12 times over. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, my parents are old enough to be your parents' parents. Right. At that point in their lives, they were done raising kids. There, it was just, oops. And then it was like, oh, well, we're just going to take care of everything because that's what they do. Mm-hmm. And now they're at that age. If they were at their working age, if you met them then... They would not be doing all of this for me. Right. Or they would be like... they were retired like, when you were born, right? They weren't retired yet. No, they they were working. They okay. were working shift work and all that. So when I grew up, it was not, you know... So, I mean, it wasn't always a home-cooked meal at, at night and right. stuff like that. 
Um, you know, I did have cereal for dinner every now and then, or I would go across the street to Lara's and eat dinner. I had breakfast down, down the street, um, with Leanna. I would have, you know, I got the bus with her. Like Penny would take me to school in the morning. Penny hated getting me up in the morning. Penny did my hair. She got me dressed, things like that. My parents weren't always, always there. My mm-hmm. dad retired, then my mom, and I was relatively younger i mean i would say middle school i can't remember honestly i was like probably middle school early high school at the latest when they both were retired and then all of a sudden they had nothing to do so then it's like okay well we're just gonna do everything because that's how they were so when penny moved out they did everything look at all of my siblings my parents are the go-to people for can you help me with this Mm -hmm. tom can you come look at this like that's what my dad has become because it's what he loves to do and i don't deny him that just and i hate feeling like i'm not independent because i ask him all the time can i do it and he's very much a let me just do it instead and my mom's so afraid that i'm gonna have a seizure doing anything that she's like you know what, maybe, probably not. We should just go for a walk. Mm-hmm. And it's like two sides of, I, I can't win either way yeah. at that point. So I'm just like, yeah, it's fine. I'll be all right. And then I come home to you and it's very different. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, I don't know. But I still fall in that guilt phase of just being afraid to ask you right. or afraid to fight with you about things. Because I'm like, I have no right to ask him to do more than he already does. And sometimes I have to get in my own head and be like, no, you're not asking him. He wants to do those things for you. Stop thinking that you're forcing it. Right. Because sometimes I do think that. Yeah. And, you know. I mean, yeah, I'll do things for you. But, like, even when we're in the store, like, I'll leave. I'm not going to stay by your side every two seconds. I'll let you go down an aisle and all that kind of stuff. Yes, and I love that sometimes. Yeah, because that's still that that allows you to lose the cart. Right. I mean, sometimes (laughs) you get scared and stuff like that, and that's fine, you know, but I still feel like you still need that that freedom to be like, oh, like he's okay with me being alone then, you know, it gives you that confidence. It really does. Yeah, because I I mean, I got it from watching a document, was it a documentary or something about uh, the service dogs and one girl had epilepsy and her family did not leave her side. I was like, that looks awful. Yep. You know, in the grocery store, like every, there's always someone next to her, like walking, you know what I mean? I was like, no one gave her a breath. Yep. And I was like, I know it's scary, but you gotta, you know, you gotta just and it's like. it's very hard because it's a double-edged sword because yes. I am afraid. And sometimes I do get that twinge of panic when I don't see you in the grocery store. I'm like, yeah. Uh Uh-oh. And sometimes that twinge of panic is just enough to bring on a seizure that makes me drop my yogurt everywhere. And then not be able to speak to anyone to ask for help is, I think, my biggest thing. Is if my seizures were a little bit different and I could explain to someone what's happening, like, oh, I'm about to have a seizure, I think I wouldn't be as scared. But because mine takes away my speech, it's a lot scarier for me because I'm like, oh, my God, I'm all alone and if something happens and people are asking, can they help? And I just stand there like, they're not going to know what to do. Mm-hmm. And I can't tell them I'm having a seizure. And most people don't know sign language. Mm-hmm. So I can't sign to them. So it's like, I kind of wish I had a service dog where I would feel like, you know what? If a seizure is coming, my dog's going to alert me. I'm going to be okay. Maybe other people would feel more okay with me doing things i mean it's like my dad i love him so much and he's the only one that can take me to the gym at night he's the Mm -hmm. only one and he will watch me from one machine and god i got so excited one night he let me go to another machine by myself and i was so excited and i only got to be there for like one set and then he was right by my side because he thought i was afraid and i think he was a little afraid and i don't blame my family for being that way um, not all of them are, but you know, a lot of people are and oh, yeah, I, don't blame I, them I crave independence, mm-hmm. but I hate being home alone. Yeah. I do hate it cause I get bored and I sleep or I get bored and it's just me and the dog Yeah, and there's just nothing to do. That's all. It's not about, I used to be genuinely afraid. Now it's more of like boredom. Do I have to? Yeah. Like I miss 
people or getting in my car and going somewhere. All right, well, let's switch gears a little bit. So there was an assumption about me. Yeah. Yeah. So the assumption is that I'm, and we can, and can you hear what your thoughts are on it, that I'm hard on you about your weight because I'm into fitness. Oh, no. Is that uh, the case? No. Am I hard on you? Um, no. Um, there are times I wish you were. Uh, it's no lie. It's no secret that I've uh, gained a lot of weight in the last, I don't know how long, and I've had trouble losing it. I mean, it is what it is right now. I'm trying. Um, I hate cardio. Cardio is the answer for a lot of things, and I'm just not, you know, I'm not always faithful to my coach's plans, but I see a coach for a reason. I mean, I want her to help me. Mm-hmm. I don't want you to write me a meal plan because you refuse to, and also I'd be eating chicken and rice every day. And that's... I disagree with that. <laughs> you don't want no, to write me a meal no, plan. Uh, yes, because I tried, and you are so picky <laughs> that it annoyed the hell out of me. And I just, I was like, I just can't do it because it, it's hard for me because I have to turn on my trainer mode, which is a Instead lot harder husband than husband mode. Because husband mode wants to let me have something good to eat on a Friday night because we're watching it. a movie because you want it. Right. And, you know, trainer mode wants me to lose however many pounds. Oh, I never uh, said that either. But, well, if you were a trainer and you were just looking at me, you would be like, okay, that's unhealthy. She's got to drop this much weight. It's just how it is. Right. And then also the reason you're different is, yeah, you could be uh, more diligent on your meal plan. But also when you try and work out, you can only do it for so long. I know. Until you start seizing. So that kind of limits you. It limits me the most. You know? and, and cardio that, is one of the biggest things that right. gets me with seizures and it sucks. And it just, it makes you need to force um, more focus onto your diet. Which is the hardest part for me. Yes. Because I, I look back at how I used to be and I used to be like, oh, I limited you know calorie intake that was pretty much it mm-hmm. and i worked out all the time and i was fine like and i was just chilling and i would dro- i dropped a ton of weight and then i was you know i was chilling it was fine then i was just doing nothing but building muscle and everything was great but then you know this stuff comes in medication comes into play and suddenly i'm gaining weight that i can't lose i mean I think for a straight year, even with trying and working out and joining the gym again and doing all of that, I still weighed within two pounds of the same weight for an entire year with that clinical trial. Mm-hmm. The last time they weighed me, they're like, yep, yep, still the same. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Like, nothing, nothing worked. Like, yeah. it just... And right now, it's just all about, you know, I guess, water and stick to that diet and do everything. I I don't want to call it a diet because it's not a diet. It's a lifestyle. That's what it is. Um, It's just, you know, sticking to my meal plan and, you know, eating my my meals when I'm supposed to. But it it is hard because um, I do. You don't put pressure on me, but I feel pressure because... Not only do we own a supplement business, not that I'm allowed to take any of the supplements because of everything I take, but you work out every morning and I can hear it. I hear the the dumbbells and I hear the bar banging against the, you know, I hear everything. Mm-hmm. I hear the grunts and the groans and the, you know, because, you know, I just deadlifted five something, blah, blah. Yeah. And I'm like, that's really cool. I just woke up. Like, that's just, I don't know, like, I feel like I pressure myself. You've never, you've always said, which drives me nuts, and I know it's true, but when I'm, like, having a hard time, instead of being like, I know, it's hard, blah, blah, you say, just got to be consistent, and then you'll walk away, and sometimes I'm like, (laughs) 
I don't want to be consistent. <laughs> like, I just have a hard time with that. But you've never, no, you've never been hard on me about my weight or anything. I mean, if anything, I kind of wish you were harder on me because you tell me that you love the way I look no matter what. And that's great, but you know it's not healthy. So, I mean, while some numbers say it's healthy, it, it's just not. Well, my biggest thing is, and I tell you, I want you to be happy. Yes, you do say that you know? a lot. And I know you're not happy the way you are. No, I'm not. Not you even know what close. I mean? So I want you to do whatever for yourself you have to do to make yourself happy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, me being into fitness and stuff, one, I'm not even that much into it. Yeah. Like I was. No. You know, yeah, I work out, but that's just for my mental um, you know, state of being. Just because like if I don't work out, like I'm not I don't feel the same the rest of the day. Yeah, I actually got a a question from someone if I felt self-conscious about my body because of you being into fitness and stuff. And um I yeah, I really do because yeah. I look at you and I tell you all the time and you're like I am not that good looking. I in my head, you're the hottest guy I've ever but seen. But you've always been like that though. Yes. Even from the beginning. Even when you were small, but I was small then too. Even from the beginning, like when I was bodybuilding, like But that was that was that seven was years key. ago. That was key. Bodybuilding, walking into a competition and seeing every little girl yeah. in their teeny tiny bikini. Oh my god, it was it was the most terrifying and daunting experience because all I wanted to do was crawl into a hole. I would just put on makeup and try and do my hair and try and have something cute on that didn't make me have any fat whatsoever showing so that I looked even, I would flex just a little bit because I knew I had muscle back then. If anyone walked by so that I looked like I belonged in that situation. I because did too. I no, you didn't have to. You were so dried out; it was just sticking out. Yeah, but, but you got to think too. I was terrified. Oh my god, I hated bikini girls, and I no offense to any of them now because I love you know I have friends that do it and it's fine. I don't you know I understand the competition world now. It's different. I get it, but back then it was just oh my god, it, they're competing on stage and they're competing backstage. Oh. Oh, hell no. Like, I would, I was so not about that life. Mm -hmm. And I have, like, I'll look at my time hop and stuff, my memories. I would actually, like, talk about that. I tweeted about it. I can't tell you how many times, like, oh, I hate bikini girls. This is so unfair. Blah, blah, blah. I think I'm going to go throw out my lunch now. Like, stuff like that. Like, I genuinely needed to look better because you were in that world. Yeah. I felt like I had to or I was not going to be okay. And, um, you know, that's pretty much the most self-conscious I've ever been. Now, I think I've gotten like a comfort. You know, you don't really, you're you're still into fitness. I mean, no one can deny those arms. I'm sorry, they just can't. And if you flex, it's just, it's, you know, if I flex, you know, flab falls down. You know, it falls the opposite. You know, in cartoons, you're opposite. You're like, hmm. and then here I go. Hmm. It's just like that, those sounds exactly. So, um, I do feel self-conscious just because you're, you're into it. And it's not that I'm not into it. I love lifting. I absolutely love it. Um, I was lifting before I even knew you. People think that you started me on it and that's not the case at all. Uh, I just can't for as much as I used to. I have to do so little. And I think that the more that I get back into it and the more cardio i do and stuff i might be able to go longer without having a seizure in which case i'm gonna feel more confident and i'll be able to just keep going and keep doing more picking up a five pound dumbbell after surgery was defeating you mm -hmm. know it was like great and i'd see you like lifting this great and i'd be like like it just hurt me because i used to be able to you know we would just take turns deadlifting. You know what I mean? I wouldn't lift as much as you, but it would be like you would take a plate off here and there, and then I would just go. And, you know, that's where now the self-consciousness comes in, where I'm like, I don't belong with that. Like, 
but I know that I do. Like, I know that my heart and my soul does because my body doesn't feel like it belongs with you. So my brain gets in the way. But this is where, like, I've talked about it before, um, how self-conscious I've always been about my body. I know. You know what I mean? And even though you think I shouldn't be or whatever, like, ever since I was a little kid, I've always been self-conscious about my body. You know what I mean? Yeah, I felt a little um, better bodybuilding, you know, because I had a nice body. But nice bodies don't win competitions. No, You know what I mean? So it was a lot different um, competing and I loved it and I wanted to get better at it. But then, you know, somewhere along the line, I just fell into a lot more stuff that I love to do. And I didn't want to do just that anymore. You know, I got back into photography and video and... Um, and you're really good at it. I can't even and I try. I try hard. On. You know, I got into podcasting. I want to get into music. I want to... Like, there's tons of stuff that I want to do. And, and I love that about you. That's yeah. my favorite thing about you. And fitness is, um, it was the beginning of everything. It's what opened my eyes to, you know, trying things. And because I was a kid that didn't care about anything, you know, and uh, being part of your life, like, taught me to care more. You know what I mean? Because You're you welcome. have to, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, like, you have to be in that situation. And it's taught, me, it's taught me a lot about myself. And, uh, you know, you tell me that, um, what is it like, like if you didn't have, if you didn't have me something, or I do everything for you or something like that. And I was like, well, you don't know what you do for me. I don't. And sometimes I I don't want this to sound bad. Sometimes you just don't say it and I just don't. So that's why I don't know. I don't see it. You don't verbalize it because that's how you are. Right. So it's like, it's not a bad thing. It's just, I don't realize that I'm doing anything for you. Yeah. And in my head, like, I mean, it gets in my head a lot because I worry that people like our families or our friends or anyone else, whatever, you know, people you work with, not that, you know, it matters, but any of these people would get in your head and be like, you know... This is this has become too much for you. Like you, you should be, you know, you want to do all this stuff. You know, you need to. You know, she could be holding you back because Mm-mm. she has all this and her expenses and you know surgery no, and, that's, and, and that's things the thing, like that. Though. That's the thing that that has made me the person I've become is like I don't care what anyone says. You you can have someone yelling in my ear day in day out. That what I'm what I'm doing is not working, and you're holding me back, and all this kind of shit. I would never like I do what I want. You know what I mean? And I tell you that all the time. You know, I I just do what I want to do. Yeah. Um. I don't know if that sounds selfish, but that's how I get through my life. That's what I love about my life is like. I'm just like, which is why I do everything, a lot of things myself. You know, I don't have those people around me to help me get through things a lot of times. You know, I like to figure things out and how to do it myself. And um, even with video and photography, sometimes I'll have my dad, who's a professional, text me and say, oh, how'd you do that? I don't know. (laughs) You know, I just saw it and I figured out how to do it. Like, you know, it's just little things like that. Um that I like doing and I like figuring out things for myself and uh you know you're one of the things I love to to do <laughs> not like that but <laughs> let's be honest but like you're one of the things I want in my life and it's just like like I do what I want no one can tell me no different you know what I mean no one so. I would never in a million years want to be without you. And it's not just because of everything you do for me. It's because of the person that you are. Like no one in their right mind, if they met you, 
and they saw you with your RBF problem, um, would realize that you are also this compassionate and caring and loving and funny and fun person that you are. Yeah. Nobody would ever believe how much fun (laughs) you and I have with little stuff or how much we think alike. Like we literally have the same comebacks for things and like our thoughts go to the same place at the same time and we'll just laugh. Like that's what being married to your best friend is all about. And it does like, it did scare me for a while. Like people would get into your head, but then, you know, I know that you do what you want and I appreciate that because it is, uh, I mean, it's a lot. Your task being my husband that's one of the hardest things for me is sometimes I just want to feel like your wife yeah, and not like your patient that you had to chauffeur around and you had to do this for and you had to do that for it. Like, I don't want to feel like a patient. I want to feel like your wife. Yeah, Like when we go out somewhere, I don't want it to be that I forced you to go out because I can't drive myself there. I want it to be because you want to be with me. And that's, I mean, it's really hard not having a driver's license. Mm-hmm. And anyone who has any idea what that's like could tell you, like, don't take it for granted because I will stare at our car in that driveway on a weekend when you're out mowing the lawn or something. And I will just stare at it and be like, God, I want to go to the mall. And I can't go. I can't just up and go. Or I want to run to Starbucks. Nope. I need to ask for a ride. I want to go to Wawa. Nope, can't do that. And that loss of independence has been the hardest thing for me. And you've had to take on all of it. It's like, if I want to do something, Ben's got to want to do it too. Because otherwise... But how many times have you said, like, you need to go somewhere or something like that, and I've said no? Well, there's been a few, but I'm not going to bring it all up. There's been a few times. It was just that last time because no, we have to wear a mask out. Well, I no. don't want to Yeah, do the that. mask thing, no, I understand. But there's been a couple of times where it's like, I really don't feel like going anywhere. And I'm like, oh, okay. And I try and hide my disappointment, but then I'll go cry because I'm like, God, I just want to drive myself there. Oh, like, yeah. God, I would love to just go. Right. You know, and people stopped inviting us to parties and things like that because it's like, well, we're inviting Heather, but if she can't get a ride because Ben's at work or whatever, it's like... Like, I don't, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I have but very you gotta few remember too, true like, friends left. I mean, you got to remember, too, like, it's all right now. Yeah, I you know. You know what I mean? Um, like, we're just in that season. And it I feels know, like the longest season of my life. This is like baseball season. Well, you know what's funny is, like, we're going to be able to look back at this. I don't know when, but we'll be, look back at this podcast and be like, Yo, remember when we talked about that? <laughs> you know, and now, like, you're out driving and you're out doing stuff. I know. You know, there's going to be that I time. I hope so. There's going to be that time. I hope I guarantee so. it. I guarantee it. It's been... I mean, it's, it's just hard. I don't know. Yeah, but that's what life is. If you're not going through anything hard, then what are you doing? Yeah. You know? True. People, people that have millions and billions of dollars go through hard, hard things, even though they have money. I know that. You know? And they're unhappy, and they're still... You know what I mean? Yeah. We don't need everything we just i honestly believe that we don't need i see a lot of people that get you know things and while i still want my couch (laughs) i don't need things to make me happy right i need time with you so vacations are always important to me yeah and that's another thing about us we both love disney well you got me into that (laughs) i got you into disney and i am more than happy to share every saturday morning listening to disney music and every saturday night watching a disney movie i don't care how boring we are yeah we i mean we don't need to go to a bar and drink we don't have a group of friends to like go hang out with or whatever i mean in the summer we'll probably spend time at the pool you know either grandmoms or my mom's like whatever but like we don't need all that we don't have all that surrounding us we just have each other and i think it just makes us closer you know what's funny too is like that's one of the things that kind of uh was about to push me away from you in the beginning because i was so social because you were like to go out and i was like oh i hate this this is my nightmare (laughs) <laughs> and 
and uh finally like sometimes changed her life yeah you just like started being around you wanted to be around me more so you didn't care about those other people but of course those other people you know drift off but you know what's kind of good though is i still care about those other people right and i still love them yeah a lot and they play a part in your life a lot of them are still in my life and a lot of them that aren't will still text me reach out to me and i appreciate that and they always i mean i kind of wish they didn't have to ask how i'm feeling or how i'm doing i kind of miss just having like a normal conversation but well you can always make it that you don't have i always change the subject i always do because i'm like i want to talk about you and your life or like what's the new gossip like tell me something like i don't know like anything just let's not talk about me i'm fine right and like when people ask me how you doing every time someone sees me how you feeling with that sad face i'm yeah. like every day's a day and i just smile or i say fine because like i can't what am i supposed to say oh, i had about six seizures this morning but uh took a nap feeling all right we're good now like, just say I, just say good af i know i'm good <laughs> af i don't know it's just it's been nice just realizing like that you can be okay especially during quarantine i'm sure a lot of people are learning they either hate their spouse or they love them yeah i think that that's you know so many people were like oh there's gonna be a lot of babies or a lot of divorces and i'm like oh okay Mm -hmm. well neither for us and um it didn't just bring us closer because honestly life didn't change for us you Mm -hmm. still have to work i'm still working during the day and then at night like you're home we watch our shows we go to bed like it's nothing different right but i think even if you were home the whole time i don't think it would bother us because i just think that we would find new things to do or talk about or whatever or maybe i'd work out more because you'd be here to supervise me you know what i mean i don't Uh know but i will say that the one thing that i've become increasingly aware of in quarantine because i'm on video conferences and now like with the podcast my voice change yeah has made me incredibly self-conscious and that is something that bothers me a little bit probably as much as my body does how i look bothers me now Mm -hmm. and it didn't i didn't think that it would but knowing that this is kind of forever um i thought about it and i was like my god ben has to be with a girl that talks like a robot and see this is what your problem is you can't do that i know you can't assume what i'm thinking i know i don't even recognize it anymore the only people that are going to recognize it are that people that don't talk to you all the time. Yeah. Because it doesn't bother me. You just talk through it. I know. And then it's it goes away after so, 30 seconds. It's such an odd... So I don't know I don't know what the big deal is. You're like, like, I don't think it's something to be self-conscious about. Because, I mean, the longer you have it... It is. It's definitely... Just embrace it. Because there's nothing really wrong with it. I'm really hard to embrace it. I think it's just been with the whole being home thing yeah video conferences phone calls anytime i feel like i have to yell because you know my voice is deeper and now i'm like i have to like get my voice up and then all of a sudden i'm yelling at somebody because my voice has changed who cares and it's like oh i can't like adjust up and down quick enough i'm just like i I struggle with it i don't know it's just become a problem of mine that I'm trying to deal with now. No, no, in that case, you just say, who cares? And just, like, you know, do what you got to do. That's all it is. I mean, it is nice having it. It feels like a reassurance when it goes off. It's yeah. like, okay, like, what we paid for, what I went through was worth something. It's doing something. I mean, I don't know what, but it's there. Mm-hmm. And it's in my body, and it's hopefully there forever. Um and hopefully it, it makes a difference, but I don't know. I, I just really have become self-conscious of that. So if you have um, advice to give to someone, I mean, they don't have to have a disease or anything, just in general, um, about, like, say, like, uh, people are dating and they're, they're wondering if they should marry that person. Marry your best friend. 
Yeah. I tell you, I tell people this all the time. The best friend that you're attracted to, so, not just your best friend, because they, you know, you cannot be attracted to your best friend. Oh yeah, that's true. I have best you know friends I mean? that I'm not attracted to. But also, don't have separate best friends. Like if you're if you're dating someone, don't have a. So if you're a guy and you're dating a girl, don't have a girl best friend. You know what I'm saying? Yes, and don't hang out with girlfriends right. early on in the relationship and not tell them about it. When did I do that? You and Dave went to a pancake house or something, and I found out about it like while you were- A pancake house? I don't know. We went to IHOP or Waffle House or somewhere. You went and got breakfast. Oh, oh, oh my okay. god, that wrecked That my, was a long time that ago. That wrecked my day. Oh. I remember what I was doing. I was at Wawa. But that's different. Laura. I was with Dave, though. That was different. But you didn't tell me about it. That's what wasn't different. And you knew I didn't like the girl. So I was well, that's so probably why happy. I didn't tell you about it. Yep. That's another thing. Be honest. Be like, honest be- <laughs> all the time. Be honest all the time. But no, as cliche as it sounds, I have always said, marry your best friend. Mm-hmm. Because you have to know that you can have fun with that person and not just it's not a okay I'm, it's not just I'm sex just, i was just gonna say that <laughs> see we think like it's not just a sex thing it's not just a personality thing yeah you gotta be able to have fun and it's, enjoy each other's company it's everything in one package and yeah. i know that sounds like impossible to find but for a lot of people they've already found it and they don't know it yeah like um the advice I've given my nieces in the past couple years is just don't settle for some rando. Like, don't do not do that. You have to think about what's important to you, and you have to think about what you want from a relationship and realize whether that person is actually going to give it to you or not because some people are great on the outside and everything seems okay but then they've got this little like part of them that you're just like yeah that's like red flag yeah don't ignore the red flags um and for me if you know if someone does have something as severe wrong with them as i do or goes through things you need someone that can handle it because not everyone can. There are not a lot of Ben Hamricks in this world. So that's, you know, it's important to find someone who's willing to go through that with you. you no, know, Jeremy Camp was one of them. Hmm? Jeremy Camp? Yes, Jeremy Camp. That movie, I still believe, is incredible. I highly recommend it to yeah. anyone because I bawled my eyes out. I mean, And also, I'll tell you to find someone that... uh. You know, if you do have a disease or if you have things wrong with you, I would say um, find someone who's just like willing to, you know, be there for you. Yeah. Don't it, I mean, it, it, like you can't expect them to do anything because yes. that I think that's asking too much. Like especially when you're first starting to date or something like that. Yes. But um, but if you've been together for a while, like you shouldn't expect anything. Right? right? Just let that person be willing to do whatever they want to do. Yes. And if they want to walk away, you have to respect the fact you can't hate them for it. You can't. Well, you can, but it, it is what it is. You're going to move on. You can't think less of them. Yeah. Because it is hard and you put the, put yourself in their shoes. Could you take care And maybe care that person is just not for you. Yes. You know? Could you take care of someone else in that position? Maybe you wouldn't. Maybe right. you couldn't. You don't know. And you don't know until you're in the position. That's something I've always said. You don't know anything about a decision, a choice, uh, anything you uh, in your life unless you're in that position. You don't know what you would do. And I feel the same way about marriage. You don't know. I mean, you don't know what it's going to turn out to be like. Marriage is living with someone and dealing with them every single day. Yeah, and also, like, uh, this goes on a lot. I've seen that people end relationships because they fight. Yeah. Or they fought about something and they go crazy about it. I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Like, you're going to fight. I think that's weird if you don't. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're never going to agree on everything. You're not, you know, but you, you 
be the bigger person. And if you're wrong, admit that you're wrong. You know, I don't have to do that a lot, but um, <laughs> <laughs> he thinks he doesn't have to. Nah, but like you know, you're gonna fight. Your things are gonna happen. You're gonna have a huge. You're gonna have that one moment where you're gonna have this huge fight that you think it's gonna be the end. And stuff like that, you know, just uh, communication is key. You got to talk about things. You got to be yes. open about how you really feel. And um, and don't you know, listen to people. Don't, I mean, as we give advice, I'm saying don't listen to other people. But truly, you can't. Right. Because your marriage is different than the next person's. Yeah. Because I've gotten horrible advice mm-hmm. or horrible talks yeah. from other people comparing ben to other people and you can't do that and you can't compare me to other people <laughs> i can't compare anyone to anyone right yeah. but also yeah. i'm like no that's not how it works mm-hmm. okay for example everyone in the world will tell you don't have a shared bank account well guess what for why i don't know so many people had so many reasons I have no problem with it i got i got i mean like a rash of shit from everyone at work what no never do that never do that never do that Okay, well, if he's going to run off with all of my money, congrats, he's not getting much. I know. You know what I mean? Like, But it's also like, that's one of the little things where it's just like, okay, well, that doesn't didn't work for you, but it works for us because both of us can go check what bills got paid. Both of us can go look. Is there enough money? Both of us can go check. Did we pay for the grocery did the grocery money come out like it's like random stuff like that like and then it's also like okay don't look at the bank account for a week because i ordered you a present please that kind of thing like yeah that's hard that is hard that's the hardest part but other than that i love sharing a bank account with you yeah it makes things easier makes things cleaner we have everything in order we can both see it we can both check it Mm -hmm. and it's a matter of like and we're also not hiding anything. Yes. I think if you have your own account, like, you can hide stuff. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, and then that, that's just going to lead to something bad. And that's another thing. Don't, you can't, like, I mean, I, I just, you know, I got so much advice of, like, you know, don't hide things and, you know, but if you want to keep something hidden, just, just keep it to yourself, blah, blah. They don't need to know. No, they need to know everything. Yeah. Now, what someone doesn't know won't hurt them is not a true statement. Right. I hold on to things and then get so guilty I can't keep it to myself. So you'll never have to worry about me hiding something because I can't unless it's a surprise party, in which case I do pretty good with that. But other than that, yeah, you do. Other than that, I could never. It's just too hard. But it's like so many people will try and compare their marriage to yours and what they went through to what you're going through and it's not you can't look at oh well you know my sister went through this with her ex-husband because of this and he's acting the same way no they're not the same person Mm -hmm. they're not doing the same thing you have no idea and Anyone who lives outside of your home has no right to give any opinion on what's going on inside your home. Right. That is 100% fact. Because, you know, people are going to think that they know your spouse or, like, uh, they know you. But only you two know the connection, the intimacy, the ins and outs of each other. Um, Like, for example, people will see me out there and think I'm some... uh, uh, what do they call those? Got meatheads. Yeah. Like a meathead, like that's pissed off at the world, blah, blah, blah. Meanwhile, at home with my wife, I'm sitting there watching Disney vlogs <laughs> and thinking about what I'm doing in Disney World. You know what I mean? So you really don't know. And we don't, and that's the thing is like, we don't have some of the same interests. We don't mm-hmm. have all, you can watch a documentary on a murderer, and I yeah. would rather be sitting in my room watching New Girl or something because, or Disney Plus, because I have no desire to find out about a murderer and go to sleep and try and sleep at night. Yeah. Like stuff like that. We have different interests. It's harder for me to have different interests right now when I can't really go and do. But when I was at the karate school and stuff, jujitsu and everything, that was my world. Mm-hmm. And until I can get back there, like, I don't really have my own little world other than TV. 
So, like, I'm trying, but I did get a scooter today. So, you know. There you go. I'm be scoot scooting without you. But, no, I don't know. I just think people do make assumptions about you. People make assumptions about me. People mm-hmm. think that I let you boss me around and push me around and <laughs> that you're, you know, possibly abusive and things like that. I've <sighs> had that thought and put into my head. and Again, I think it's because of my look. I think it's your look, mm-hmm. and I think sometimes your demeanor is just a little bit, like, sometimes antisocial just because you're tired or whatever, but it's not really that, and I know that because I have the same resting bitch face when I'm tired. Well, it's like that, too, and then, like, uh, I remember, like, in high school, I was told that, like, I don't say anything unless I feel the need to say something. Yes. You know, so I'm not just talking to hear my own voice. Right. You know what I mean? I'm not. A, I'm also not a person that says hi first. Yes. I don't know why. I'm just not that type of person. If you say hi to me, I'll be gladly to talk to you. Like I'll, I'll start a conversation with you. But I'm not gonna say hi to you first. I don't know why. I don't know why. It's I just wish weird. you'd grow out of that one because that one is a little bit annoying. But. I don't know what it is, honestly. <laughs> and it's fine. I mean, I grew up in a house where if you didn't say something, you got yelled at. As soon as you walk in the door, you better be ready to have a conversation. Yeah, that's annoying. And that used to annoy that's the hell out of me. That's probably why. I think yes. that's how my family... Okay. That's probably why I'm like that. Yes, because your family wasn't like that. Right. My family was. They're like... We're like, we don't say nothing when we come in. We're Irish goodbye people. We just leave. Like, Yep. And your your family's family like hug and kiss you hug on the and lips kiss and goodbye. stuff like that. No, no kiss on the lips. Oh, God, no. No. It's just a hug and a kiss yeah. or just a hug or just a goodbye. But it's always a hello, goodbye, all that stuff. And that's yeah. just how our family has always been because it's so big. Right. You guys don't have as many people to like hello and goodbye. I think I was the first person to start the hugging thing with your family. Probably. I started that. Because Probably. I remember I was like, well, I'm going to give him a hug because no one else does. That's why, you know, granddad hugs awkwardly now because yeah. he knows he knows that I want to hug him. I'm like, right. And now he goes for the hug. He's like, bye. And I'm like, thank you. But um, what was I saying about you? Oh, well, people just think that, like, you push me around and stuff like that. And they have no idea that the only thing your arms do is hug me or, you know. Or pick you up and take you somewhere pick me up carry me things like that no one Nah, i mean the only thing the only way i push you is to be as best as you can yes. you know and that's all i ever wanted to do like do and what you're... you want to do that makes you happy and also um you know to make your to be a better person to be a better you because you always look back at the past and i understand that i like looking back at the past too but i look back at the past because I want to see, I'm like, wow, I've come so far, you know, not just like physically, but like spiritually and mentally. And I love it. I love growing. I love progress, you know, and um, and I just push other people to do the same. Yeah. And see, and I look back and I look at a girl who was healthy and happy and could but were you do happy, all though? those things. I was happier. Happier. Than right. I was. I was happier. And people ask me that. Were you really happy? Yeah, actually, I was. I was happier. Yeah. No, I wouldn't. I never loved my body. I've always had body image issues. Right. But that was ingrained in me since I was young. Um, but I just, I mean, I don't know. I, I never really. I wasn't as unhappy as I am now. I didn't hate my body as much as I do now. Mm-hmm. But I just look at all the things that that girl the old me was capable of and could do and you know i mean i I think about it the biggest thing recently that like kind of clicked with me is we just paid off the car i bought that car with my own money Mm -hmm. and i was so excited it was my first big girl purchase and Mm -hmm. that was seven years ago yeah and i only got to drive it for three years for the last four it's been someone else's car my dad's and then yours it just sucks like i look at that and (laughs) well i'm sorry you're driving your little white girl with a starbucks car however you'll live um i just look at that that's one of the big things that i'm like oh my gosh like it's been that long since i've been able to drive myself somewhere like that sucks that really sucks and i look at um 
I'm sorry, it's been three years. So I got four years out of it, almost. I think I stopped driving a little four years. Yeah, because it was 2017 when they took my license. Okay. So, but regardless, that's just one of those things that I'm like, so that's one of the little things of like looking back and like, I, I miss that girl. I miss her confidence, her strength, her abilities, and things like that. But would I trade the girl who was alone and unhappy for the girl who's not alone and has the best husband ever no i would not because you were my boyfriend but i didn't think i was going to get to keep you i really didn't i swore i wasn't going to i don't know how i i don't know how i did it i roped you in yeah you did and i kept you so and hopefully i get to keep you forever and ever and ever and ever and ever yep now here we are at this place so we'll wrap it up there because that was a good ending. You're welcome. So thank you for coming on the Strong Tower Podcast. Anytime. I the love being here. Marriage I wish, edition. I wish we would be in a different um, studio, but... Hey, it is what it is. Everyone, take take note. This is the best husband ever. Aww. And he's good at what he does, even when he doesn't believe it. That's something I do for you. To be cocky for me. Yeah. All right. Thank y'all for listening. We're out. Deuces. Peace.